Hey everyone, this is Jabez, the host of the Library Scoop, the official podcast of the Niles Main District Library. I have a very special guest. She is Dr. Erica Smoliski, the principal at Culver School, uh, right across the street from us on Oakton Street. Another impactful conversation. Hope you enjoy. Dr. Erica, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me. Sure, it's a pleasure. Uh, before we begin, I do want to send my condolences on behalf of the library in regards to a passing of one of your students. Um, I don't want to release his name to the public due to privacy for the family and also for the school. But I just want to let you have this opportunity to just speak to the audience who is not familiar with the story or just give you space to like express how you feel at this time. Sure. Thank you for that so much. Um, very thoughtful. Well, uh, we had a student pass, uh, he was riding his bike and was struck by a vehicle. And uh, it's, it's basically the most tragic thing I think a school can experience, a school community. He was uh, an absolute delight. And I've described him as a, just a cheerleader for everyone. We've now um, had several school events, we had a, a staff, memorial over Zoom, and uh, many of our staff members attended, and then we had two student memorials yesterday. There were so many students who wanted to join and share stories about him that we opened it up to have two sessions, and at least twice I heard that students who were brand new to Culver, he was their first friend. He was the person who said, you can sit with us at lunch. The person you're looking for is like the beacon of hope when you're starting a new school. You know, you can go through the classes and you can go through the motions, but you really just want somewhere to sit. Right. And you want someone to be your friend and someone to smile at you. He could sing and dance. He loved to read. Of course, he volunteered at the library. And it doesn't matter if you had him in class or not, you knew him and really was, was only gonna contribute positive things to our society and just had a smile for everyone and a really interesting way of doing things all the time. Not only interesting is that he would, the way he would do things, other people would wanna do them that way because of who he was. So uh, contagious energy, just, uh, just a wonderful child and we are getting through the tragedy together. We're a strong community. We are wanting to support the family and give them space and also support each other and, and mostly our students. Well, thank you for that. Not only is the Culver School communities grieving during this time, it's also us as well with Donna and Rachel who knew him extremely well. Definitely my prayers, my thoughts, and sending you all good vibes during this time. Thank you, Jabez. Appreciate that. So let's get to a little bit of a lighter uh, part of the conversation. It's just like, how are you? How's your quarantine been going? Well, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm thankful to be healthy and surrounded by healthy coworkers and friends and family. My parents are healthy. So that's something I'm definitely grateful for. Uh, quarantine, I would describe as unfamiliar at first. So yeah. educators... For over 20 years, I've had the same schedule. I get mm. up, I put on my school clothes, I go to school, and I work within a very tight schedule. Bells lead my day. I go to after-school activities, either as an administrator or a coach, 
and then I go home and then I get up and I do it all again. Yeah. So in March, it was like I get up and I put on like another pair of elastic waist pants and I head to my computer and I stay there all day. <laughs> and uh, I also had a lot of SpaghettiOs and Hostess cupcakes. Wow. There, uh, there was also a moment a colleague mentioned Pop-Tarts, and so I added that to my shopping list because I found there were some strange food cravings, certainly at the beginning of the quarantine. And I think it, it was just like a place of comfort, <laughs> so I had to get out of that zone. Um, and then as the weeks passed, the new routine became the norm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as unfamiliar. I much prefer to work at school. I was born to be around kids. But I'm thankful to be able to support our school community, either from home or at school. I can imagine the school structure is just like tightened of itself. But then now that structure is kind of gone. And it's, it takes a lot of self-discipline to not only do your job, but also be there for your team and the students as well. Yeah. As you can see, we're sitting in July. So this is the prime month for the library for our summer reading program. And if you're not familiar with the summer reading program, it's just a time where we encourage not just children um, and young teens, but also adults to uh, increase uh, reading, reading efforts. So I just want to know, it's just like, what's any summer reading or recommendations you would like to share? Sure. I've really been thankful to have time at home to read, and I dove into a lot of great stories. I actually... Uh, I'm going to consult my Goodreads list to remember some great titles because, as you know, we readers, we get, we get lost in what we're reading currently and we like forget everything <laughs> that we've read before and then you look at your list and I'm like, oh yeah, that was excellent. So uh, here are some highlights. In the adult realm, we read American Dirt by Janine Cummins for our um, staff book club and then I finally joined the Book of the Month Club. And so far, I have read and really liked Happy and You Know It by Laura Hankin, and then The Last Flight by Julie Clark. And the Book of the Month Club, super fun. You get a bookmark, and they emboss the side of the book. It's very exciting for readers. Um, and then in the YA realm, um, I wanted to brought in my knowledge of um, Black authors and Black main characters, because we need to expose more Culver students to these awesome books. And I want, to be, uh, I want to be a source of that when I book talk with kids. So I read Genesis Begins Again by Alicia D. Williams. And hmm. then um, Stamped, I read the Jason Reynolds YA version and then the full version by Dr. Ken D. And we're actually considering using the YA version as an anchor text, like kind of a one book, one middle school for our advisories. Oh, that's cool. Um, and after reading it, the paper version, and then listening to Jason read it out loud, I think it would be most beneficial and uh, really important to, uh, um, to, kind of like get the whole all your senses involved is to listen to him read it while you're watching the text mm -hmm. so that's kind of the goal uh one of our goals and we're using that book as a administrative team uh book study and then slay by Brittany morris is a little bit old it's a little bit i think 
for, it's a high school read. I know that Niles West has it on their list, but I think some of our seventh and eighth graders would really enjoy that story. And then as far as middle grade books, um, Space Case by Stuart Gibbs, that was actually a famished for fiction suggestion. One of the adults suggested it. And then Steph Soto, Taco Queen by Jennifer Torres is a, a book club book we're using for kids this summer. And then also Power Forward by Hannah Khan is a book club book. And all Steph Soto and Power Forward have more diverse uh, authors and characters. So again, um, I want to make sure that we're deliberately sharing texts with kids that are more diverse and um, or are explicitly anti-racist. And then picture books of The Undefeated by Kwame Alexander and Kadir Nelson. I mean, it's just like an unbelievable picture book. Um, and I, I'm excited to share that with, with my advisory next year and many, many students as well. And then I went old school and uh, read Corduroy again by Don Freeman. And just, uh, just love that little story and also um, a rare a rare occurrence for a picture book at the time it was written the main character other than corduroy the family is black and so i want i want kids to see and adults to see that um there's there's so many stories that don't involve uh white characters or like main dominant traits in their characters and also not all stories have to involve animals for children that we can involve people and right. diverse people at that and then Your Name is a Song by Jamila Tompkins, Bigelow, and uh, that is a beautiful story, I think, to kick off a year because sometimes kids are kind of tired of their name being cut out or skipped over, or can I make somebody saying, can you say that simpler? And mm -hmm. then everybody's, everybody's name is a song. So that's the, those are the highlights of my summer reading list. Well, I hope you're getting some prizes coming your way. <laughs> I hope so. That's the only reason I'm doing it. No, I'm just giving you so, so much uh, sass. You're like the second person that has encouraged like reading groups. It's just like, how does that help for like readers who enjoy reading but don't have the time? But with the reading group, you just have more structure and more discipline. You know, it's motivating when you have someone who's doing the same thing as you. Right. And I'll kind of liken it to like, doing a, a workout in the middle of your living room, you have, if you're alone, you have the ability to go do laundry or go eat a cookie or just watch and think I could be doing that. But the moment someone is standing beside you doing the same thing, you know, the science of behavior suggests that you're going to do that too. So when you know that you're depending on a group to finish a book and talk about a book and you know, I, I can't hide it. I think that's a totally joyful process. So mm -hmm. um, whether we have kids doing that, we right now have four summer book clubs happening kind of as I speak during our summer splash program. And then uh, we just, that's, that's one of the best ways to get, to get a book read and discuss it is to organize a group around it and get similar thinking people or different thinking people, right? That you want right. to share this story these ideas because they need to be absorbed and they deserve it. Agreed. I think it's awesome that you've taken a stance on more diversity towards reading. First off, it's just like, why that approach? And 
How have your students reacted towards this decision? Well, earlier in the summer, uh, as an administrative team, uh, we had decided that we were going to encourage teachers to work over the summer to add more diverse curriculum and explicit anti-racist curriculum to their units of study. And we had several staff members who have volunteered to take the lead. And I, I also shared with the staff, this is something that we are going to incorporate in our curriculum next year. It is a non-negotiable, it's necessary, it's important. Um, so I, it hasn't really, I have not really been able to talk with students too much about what they're going to notice about the curriculum and why that's important. In the past, before this summer, I have always tried to book talk something that kids will see themselves reflected in pages, whether that's an, an LB, LGBTQ text or that's a more diverse text or it's a text about somebody with special needs or somebody whose family is struggling in a certain way. You need to see your life reflected in a story or you might not be as interested, especially for more vulnerable readers. Sometimes they're vulnerable because they don't see themselves in the pages. So when I read a book and I think this is a really unique character or this is a unique author or perspective, I dog ear it so that I can share it with kids because as, as we know, probably the best way to get books into kids' hands is to have them fly off your shelf by sharing your passion for the story and by sharing just a little tidbit about that character's or author's story. If you're not familiar with where Cobra is, we're actually neighbors. It's literally yeah. across the street on Elkton. <laughs> Could you give us like a quick bio? And this is actually like the first K through eighth public school I've seen nearby rather than just like, oh, it's a not a, just an elementary school or just a um, junior high school. How do you like that approach from the K through eighth realm? Mm -hmm. Well, I was fortunate to attend a K-8 elementary school um, in Richton Park, Illinois, and then therefore uh, was attracted to the model. And I, I, I love the school design. It lends itself to a true community. Many families stay in Niles for years. And they, they have strong anchors here. So we see children of previous students and teachers, and it's a real family feel because we see these kids so young and then they grow into these wonderful young adults. So this small community lends itself to this, this wonderful family feel. And you also have the opportunity for mentoring and leadership across grades for staff and students. And I remember as an eighth grader myself, having the option to be like a kindergarten lunchroom monitor. Like that was awesome for someone who knew she wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. What a great leadership opportunity. And I, I feel really fortunate to work here because so many people return. You know, they, they, their families return. We see the same families. We see generations of families. And it's, uh, it's very special. How important is the Culver-Niles Main District Library relationship? I remember driving to Culver for my interview, and I recall thinking, awesome, there's a public library right across the street, and uh, kind of the rest is history. When I visited the library, I do uh, the library book club, the adult book club, when we used to be able to gather in person. Mm -hmm. I stopped by the YA section there to get a book and just saw so many of our kids. I, I, 
I have actually never seen so many, so many of my school students in a library. Mm. And wow, that was wonderful. They love Rachel. They feel comfortable there. Our students just love this time together. It's so great for our readers. And we talked about book talking already that it's one of the best ways to get books into kids' hands. And Miss Mikey and Miss Donna, they have helped our students turn thousands of pages. I mean, it's really a dream partnership. Of course, Victoria Luz uh, is a wonderful library connection and is one of our board members. And, um, you know, beyond just having wonderful conversations with her about theater and books and all things cultural, um, she has really worked to deepen the partnership there. And there's so much trust, I think, between buildings. Uh, the library brought Yasmin Warga to a Culver, uh, the author. Oh my gosh, what a day that was. Our student readers looked like they were walking on air along with the staff. It's not every day that you have the opportunity to take 20 of your most interested readers over to the library to have lunch with an author. You know, we were all pretty much starstruck and just were sort of staring at her the whole time. <laughs> and that finally got into good conversation. Um, your library has impacted the lives of Culver students, and I just look forward to a continued deep partnership. It's really important for, um, for the literacy voice of a school to have the partnership with a public library like yours. I didn't know this, but you're entering your third year as principal of the school. I can only imagine the last couple of months in the summer has been a little bit hectic, if that's an appropriate word, <laughs> or we can go a little bit down with that. Um, mm -hmm. But what's your plans or thoughts and any general strategies for the upcoming year? Well, uh, I mean, most likely we're going to be starting our year the way we ended it with e-learning. And the different thing about spring was we were thrown into the deep end and we're just sort of, you know, looking for the floaties or, you know, whatever safe harbor we could find. And now we know how to do it much better. And so I, I would describe our next phase as enhanced e-learning that yeah. uh, we're going to keep ourselves safe, but we're going to, you know, teach a little bit differently as opposed to, you know, just trying to swim and, and trying to navigate the, the deep end of the pool. We now know where we can reach and what we can do to make that swim successful. As I talked about before, I'm, I am committed to adding uh, anti-racist, more diverse material to our curriculum, and that is currently in the works. And like my, my overall mantra about work is to be focused and have fun. Yeah. Get your work done and have fun doing it. And also, I, I subscribe to a we before me philosophy. It's about us always before it's about me. And I want to continue to serve our Culver community, getting the work done and having fun while we do it. And we have also talked literacy is so important to a school community. It's, it's the key in a lot of ways that opens the door to other things, other kinds of learning. So I want to continue to deepen the literacy program and literacy opportunities for our staff and our students and our parents and just continue to support our community. Being a school principal is all about servant leadership. So uh, I like to serve. So that's a good thing. I, I am fed by serving others. And I just hope to continue to add building blocks 
that make Culver a special, wonderful school community as we look ahead to kind of an unknown year. Yeah, everything is up in the air in the moment. I know each decision is not not taken for granted. It's definitely with the big consideration of your kids. So I definitely commend you for making such difficult decisions with your team. And also just like the school is lucky to have you as their leader. So after well, just you. like that's, a few minutes of meeting you. That's nice to hear. Thank you. I, I, I feel fortunate to be here. Well, Erica, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy day. I appreciate our conversation and um, hope to see you soon. Likewise. Thank you so much for this opportunity and uh, look forward to maybe seeing you in person at some point and seeing everybody at the library again, too. Absolutely. One day at a time. That's right. Thanks again to Erica for taking time out of her busy day to join us on the show. Also, her book recommendations and summer reading. Thank you again for listening. We hope to hear from you soon.